Thank you for visiting Discontinued On Display. We are so happy you have joined us. At this time, we ask of you a few small favors. Please remain with your guides at all times. If you separate, you may get lost. Please refrain from eating or drinking on the tour, and yeah, all of you, you're going to want to put your hair up. This isn't a safe exhibit. Welcome back to Discontinued on Display. We are in the home stretch of season two. This is the, what, episode 10, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, it is. And so we've got a couple more, and then we'll be uh, begin curating another exhibit here. Uh, my name is Matt, and I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful Chris. That was yep, a kind of a it. weird setup. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I regretted I, it as I was saying. I'm like, ah, shoot. <laughs> I'm glad you finally admitted that I'm wonderful and that I'm better than you. That's all I oh, heard here today. I mean, are we really going to start this again? Yes, <laughs> that we was, are. That, that was last season's bit. <laughs> um, I'm bringing it back. Um, today, um, well, speaking of bits, I guess it's time that I, you sang last time, so I think it's time that, um, it's, I think it's time that I sang. Are you ready? I'm ready. Always. Mm. She's my cabbage patch, snack time kid. She really loves snack. Feeding her is so much fun. Your banana's all gone. And when you think she's through, look inside her pack pack. And like magic, the snaps keep coming back. I love to feed my cabbage patch, snack time kid. Everything is there. Batteries are sold separately. <laughs> Beautiful. Wow. Um, We're talking about the Cabbage Patch Snack Time Kid, or as one of my uh, the articles I read to prepare for this called it, The Horrors of Cannibal Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, this, uh, so of course, I mean, uh, if you don't know what Cabbage Patch dolls are, where, where have, have you been? You been? <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Um, Jinx, you, we owe each other Cokes, is that the thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, side note, have you seen the Buffalo Wild Wings ad that like there's a Jinx, but they don't sell Coke things? And so it's like, Jinx, you owe me a, and the Buffalo Wild Wings employee come in and says, Pepsi. And I'm like, oh, come on. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> oh, that's rough. It, it was rough. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Just, just don't, don't, that, that ad needs to be pulled right now. Please. Um, so yes, but they came out with a snack time doll and as with so many things in this era of toy, it was the idea of like feeding your doll or whatever it was, a Furby feeding it was a really cool thing. Yes, you, but that was it. That was my thought. Oh, you're just like, there was this weird long pause and you looked really intense and i was like yeah so um yes no so cabbage catch <laughs> gee many christmas cabbage patch kids were a very big deal um specifically so the snack time kids they come out like in like the, the 90s in the mid 90s and they're gone 
by 1997. Um, and Mattel, who was in charge of Cabbage Patch Kids at the time, were like really apologetic about what was going on, offered everybody a refund. Um, and if every dot, uh, the, it had been estimated that if every snack time kid had been refunded, it would have cost the company $20 million. Uh, because at that point there were five hundred thousand dolls in circulation. Wow. Well, because I mean, again, you're you're talking a brand that Cabbage Patch. I mean, still today is mm-hmm. is very recognizable. And so, I mean, this was not a some company just released a doll that chewed on food. Like it was Cabbage Patch that did that. Mm-hmm. And it was. So I watched. Um... A, vi- a video, um, like a news thing about like the what happened to one of the kids. So essentially, the reason this product gets pulled is because the Cabbage Patch Kid wouldn't stop chewing on something. It's like if something got stuck, it would just the motor in its jaw would keep moving its mouth, and yes. the things would keep pulling in whatever it was trying to pull in. Okay, and that included what were you gonna say? Uh, so this was be from a. I quote patented chewing mechanism and I'm trying, I tried this afternoon to find the patent of this chewing mechanism and I couldn't. So uh, anyway, please continue. <laughs> uh, but apparently some kids fingers would get caught in its mouth. The problem was hair was getting caught and it was pulling out hair. And I was like, how on God's green earth is it able to hurt a kid that badly? Um, but according to this newsreel, what would happen, what had happened to this one little girl who was fine is that it like everyone started freaking out trying to get the doll off the girl and before they knew it the doll's mouth was right up against her head and if they pulled it back at all it would chew it would get closer it would pull more taut on its hair on this girl's hair and so the everyone's freaking out they like they can't get the face far enough away to cut the girl's hair free so they're trying to get the thing to turn off, but there isn't an on and off switch. You have to get the batteries out. To get the batteries out, you have to rip open the side of the doll where the Velcro is to get the battery pack, which was looks like it was two C or D batteries, to get that off. And then unscrew the cap that had the um, that was covering the batteries tightly. It sounds like what happened is, is this dude decapitated the Cabbage Patch doll <laughs> to save his daughter's hair. Oh, there's there's tons of like, okay, I'm I'm so sorry. They're a little bit funny stories where like this. I'm sure if this happened to my kid, I'd be horrified. But reading about it, where, um, uh, where where it kept rolling her hair inside the head, it pulled her hair completely from the root. She is completely bald for maybe a hand's length all the way down the back of her head, um, and uh from an ant she must have had it lying by her hair it must have sucked it down and and there was no on off switch so like it just like you got the food close you got anything close it started chewing and it was it's just so the on this newsreel this girl upturns the box that the doll came in and the parts are ever it looks like they dismembered it it's like not only did they have to take its head off they're like to punish the, the demon in the doll, they took all the arms and legs up, just ripped it to shreds. So what would happen is this Cabbage Patch Kid had a backpack and these, like, sticks, like celery, carrots, french fries, whatever, would go in 
and pop out in the backpack in the back and you'd go and you'd pull it back out you'd feed it back through the thing and that was the the joy of this cabbage patch kid and cabbage patch kids had already had such a long line of success that it was like this was the you're right it was jumping on the furby stuff and the which hasn't happened yet but in the timeline but it things needed to get a little bit more exciting um, yeah, like, yeah. The, I, the idea of a doll being able to eat food. I mean, I remember this as a kid, seeing a commercial for a toy that you could feed something. That was really, mm-hmm. really cool. I remember my great uncle had this piggy bank that was a robot that you like set the coin on the robot's hand and then he like opened his mouth and like flipped it into him. Yeah, it was it was so cool. Like that was the coolest thing in the world for like seven year old me. I remember um, there was a baby doll. I remember the commercial where like you could put the spoon in the the plastic jar of like berries or jam or whatever, and it would show up on the spoon, and then you could touch the baby's mouth and the baby would eat it. It was just like a like a pop release thing. It was like you hit this thing, and then the thing triggered out of the spoon, and then the berry sat there, and then when you touched the mouth, it would retract again. Uh, so it was something really simple like that, but it was a big thing back then. Really cool. Um, so b- before we get too deep into Cabbage Patch Kids, I, I found this Washington Post article that I really like that calls back to it. I'll go back to our Barbie episode here. Mm-hmm. So it, it, you know, it talks about it's gone through, you know, all the hair eating incidents. And then it's talking about what Mattel's response was. And so, you know, they have never taken this such sweeping action. That's not to say the other Mattel toys haven't been recalled. In 1992, the company pulled Teacher Barbie from stores after the talking doll drew criticism from educators who said it set a bad example with comments such as math class is tough. Yeah, I saw that. That And then my favorite line from this is the doll was re-educated, however, and put back on the market. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Um, So I ended up falling down a pretty intense cabbage patch kids rabbit hole. I love it. Um, oh, you know what? I, I almost I almost always forget the eBay. Ah, you can still get the Cabbage Patch Snack Time Kid doll on eBay, and uh, no surprise, obscene amounts of money ranging from one hundred to one hundred and twenty dollars. Wow, one hundred and twenty dollars to get your hair and fingers eaten. Mm-hmm. Just don't put the batteries in. But people collect these. Oh yeah, Cabbage Patch dolls are. Very, very collectible. So it wouldn't surprise, and with how quick this one went off the market, I wouldn't be surprised if this is mm-hmm. one of those that people who collect these dolls are pretty proud of. So, anyway, my story. So oh, my I'm, I'm so excited for what rabbit hole you went down. So, let's start at the beginning, shall we? A very, a very good, good place, place to start. To start. Ah, Jinx! Yes! <laughs> You owe me a Pepsi. We are on the same wavelength this episode. Um, Cabbage Patch Kids come out in the early 80s. They're a major hit. There's riots for these Cabbage Patch Kids. Um, you know, they're, it's the cute little uh, plush doll. It's referred to as soft sculpting uh, because it's this like almost sculpted fabric. And they all came with adoption certificates. And it was this big thing that you weren't buying a toy. You were adopting a baby doll uh, for your kid. That, I'll, I'll be honest. That is a really, like, cool... It is. Well, that that was what I remember with... I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but that was with with Beanie Babies. Like, oh, they, they had a birthday. 
I didn't remember bur- Beanie Babies having a birthday. Yeah, I so I remember the Anteater and me shared a birthday. So was that your favorite Beanie Baby? So that was like my favorite Beanie Baby because the Anteater shared. I think I actually still have that one because it it shared a birthday with me. I don't still upstairs. I think I still have like two of the Halloween Beanie Babies with my Halloween decorations. I don't have any of my original ones. We're getting ahead of ourselves. That's a different. Sorry, episode. sorry. And I want to be able to have things to talk about when we get to that episode. Oh, um, um, so uh, spoiler alert: We're bringing Casey from my co-host from Beers and Ears, and he worked retail during the Beanie Baby craze. He's got some stories, which <laughs> so I'm excited to he'll hear. be able to fill plenty of content. Anyway, a little tease. Uh, um, keep. Let's dive further in the rabbit hole. World of Cabbage Patch Kids. So, uh, blah 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 blah. Cabbage Patch Kids, and. There's a story. Do you know the story? I don't. I I, I know very little about Cabbage Patch Kids. So, I was not really a Cabbage Patch. Again, my, me and my toyless childhood, but I didn't really do Cabbage Patch Kids. So the the story with the Cabbage Patch Kids is like the tale of why they exist is Cabbage Patch Kids. Like the story is there's a young boy named Xavier Roberts. Um, That name will become important later. We're going to come back to it. Was led by the bunny bee, whatever the F that is, through a magical waterfall and down a long tunnel and out into the magical land where the Cabbage Patch kids are grown when, like, some magical fairy sprinkles crystals from the sky or some BS like that. I don't know. But that's... And Xavier Xavier Roberts believed that he needed to help all the Cabbage Patch kids find a home. You know, good on Xavier. No, not good on Xavier. No? No, 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 no. Xavier Roberts is the creator, and I'm using severe air quotes. Okay. The creator of Cabbage Patch Kids. Was he not the creator? No. Oh, Xavier, you dirty dog. This was back before copyright laws were as, I don't know if strict, but easier to, it was easier to get your hands on a copyright today than it was back then. And he stole somebody else's idea. Oh, Xavier. There was a woman named Martha Nelson Thomas who had gone to school to study art. This is a really sad story. And um, he murders her. No. um, What? What? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh. Okay. Wow. I, th- that was pure shock. I was, I was about to be real shook right there. Holy cow. <laughs> no, she's, well, she's dead now, but she wasn't murdered. Um, so Martha goes to art school and she, she does this thing called soft sculpting where she makes art pieces out of cloth instead of clay or stone. She's going to use fabrics and cloths to make soft sculptures. And eventually she creates, and I'll post, I'm going to post pictures like you wouldn't believe in the pod. Cause this woman was wronged in my opinion of these dolls. These essentially she made, she made them in all kinds of sizes. Some of them look really unsettling and some of them look exactly like cabbage patch dolls. And there's pictures of her dating back to the 1970s with these dolls. So Martha spends the 70s making these dolls, making this art, and selling them at craft fairs. It's how she ends up meeting her husband. Oh, that's and then sweet. And Xavier Roberts comes walking on into the craft fair one day and buys a bunch and then tries to resell them at a higher cost. And she's like, I'm really not comfortable with you doing that. Like, I'm not, like, I'm selling them, like... 
I, I don't want them to, like, get mass-produced. Like, I just... Don't do that, man. Just, like, enjoy, either enjoy the doll or don't. And apparently Xavier's response was, like, if you're not gonna let me sell them, then I'm gonna do it anyway. And he goes out, and he copyrights Cabbage Patch Kids, which is the exact same doll down to the look. And there's interviews, and I I watched some, where he's like, yeah, I just, I went to school for soft sculpting. Oh, gosh. mm -hmm, Pretty much steals this woman's story, and is like, I went to, and I just was so inspired, and I created these things, and I want everyone to have them. Martha would write birth certificates for her baby dolls and a note from the baby doll to the person who bought him saying, oh, these are the things I like to do. These are my favorite things, which is exactly what you get when you get a Cabbage Patch Kid. And he steals this from her and he markets it and makes it. And this is a different time. So it's not she doesn't get to see it right out the gate. And all of a sudden her friends are like, oh, my gosh, I saw your dolls at the airport. And she was like, what? I don't sell my dolls at the airport. <laughs> and that's how she found out that this guy stole her designs and changed little minute things, the very little things. Um, and a bunch of her friends were like, you need to sue him. And so Martha sues, but she sues because not because she wanted money, but because she's like, yo, that's not what the intent. This is art. It's not what this is about. And you like took my art and you've commercialized it. And that's not okay. And it was a six-year-long legal battle. It took like six years to get it to trial. And they pretty much settled right out the gate that, uh, because by this point, I don't remember off the top of my head, and I should have written it down, if at this point or not, he had sold to to a bigger company or not. Um, I don't think he had, but him and his lawyers decide to settle out of court. Um, and the only thing that is known about the settlement, because it's one of those kinds of settlements where you're not legally allowed to reveal what happened. Isn't isn't the, the, um, NDA non-disclosure agreement. That's probably what was signed there. And the only thing that anyone knows is that part of the settlement was he had to admit that he was inspired by Martha's baby dolls. He had to from Mm. then on out cabbage patch kids. Which also, like, he put his name, he, like, signed his name on the rear end of the kids. Like, his 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 stamp was there. Like, he, like, did his best to make it look like these were his and not hers. Wow. Um, and so they settle with her. And there was definitely a monetary agreement because she would made a comment about how now her kids would be able to go to college, her actual mm. kids. Um, so there was some kind of monetary agreement as well. But mostly all she wanted was that she wanted people to know that this guy essentially ripped her off. and tried to pretend that he had invented this big thing more than she wanted fiscal um, repercussions. And like, so she passed away a while ago, but her husband was giving an interview about this big scandal and was like, yeah, this dude was living in like a 25 room mansion and he had like a staff of 200 or some BS like that. And we were really happy. Like, don't get me wrong, but like we were living, we were making ends meet. And this yeah. guy, like, blatantly, like, this this man who, like, magically found the cabbage patches and was trying to help him. Like, he clearly ripped this woman off and stole her story as his own. And it just drives me. Oh, it made me mad when I when I read it. And I'm just happy that she was happy at the end of the day. And she went on to do all kinds of different styles of art and painting. And she would make other kinds of, like, pl- 
plush toys and sell them at her craft fairs. And she seems like she was just a lovely person who did her best. And it just makes me so angry that Xavier Roberts came in hot and was like, I'm just going to steal from you. I like, I can't have an original thought, nor can I have an original backstory. Well, it's the- uh, that's the one that gets me. Like, I mean, uh, you know, it, it stinks that he stole the idea, but the fact that he's like, no, I have to steal the backstory as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's that's just that's just not cool. And it's everything not- he takes. He takes the look of the doll is exactly the same. The kitschiness of getting a letter about the specific doll you're adopting is exactly the same. And it blows up on him. And then I guess shortly after his, I don't know the details of this, but shortly after the the issue with Martha, um, he gets um, he enters a lawsuit because someone's trying to steal it from him and is is breaking his copyright. And that was another big lawsuit. Eventually, he sells <laughs> to has someone, and then it ended up with Hasbro and Mattel. I don't think it's owned by them anymore, unless this is a subsidiary, which it very well could be. It's hard to keep track of everything um, nowadays. It's, uh, so apparently, Wicked Cool Toys owns it. Um, <laughs> owns Cabbage Patch Kids today, but I don't know what they're a subsidiary of. It says they're a subsidiary of the Allied Henny Corporation, which for all I know is part of Hasbro. Is a Toys- shell corporation of Hasbro. Yeah. <laughs> Toys R Us apparently owned them for a while, just like straight up as a company. So they, oh, they've Toys changed hands. But they are still, Cabbage Patch Kids are still around today, uh, but they were originally just a woman's form of expression and art form, which I think is a really cool thing that I did not know. I didn't know that either. That's a that's interesting. I did not realize that that's kind of how this all came up. And really, I mean, it shows how talented she was as an artist that this took off again. Mm-hmm. Like this, this was not just like, Oh, it was kind of a popular toy. I mean, this is a toy that took off and is still just fine doing just fine today. Mm-hmm. And many people have cabbage patch kids and, and cabbage uh, patch kids are supposed to be and the baby dolls are supposed to be completely fabric. But when they started mass producing, their heads went to plastic. Of course. Cause you know, trying to make fabric heads. It's but just, they're so interesting. Like if you look at like OG, baby dolls or cabbage patch like their detail is intricate mm-hmm. and i feel like that's a lot of older toys you look at older toys and they they were just more detailed whereas now with everything being mass produced the detail is just not quite there mm-hmm. i saw an article the other day about you know why did back in the day we why were we so unhealthy like with eating and things and today it's not the case like or today like we eat healthier and all these other things and we're so much more careful but we still like we have we have the obesity and the weight problem like how did that happen um today at work i whisked egg whites to a stiff peak with a fork so i now know exactly how we were able to keep the weight off because we didn't have things that could easily <laughs> do things for us yeah um it would to me that i know it seems a little off topic but it's that weird comparison of like things were in a strange way, even though the quality of some things were worse, like things couldn't last as as well in some respects. Or they were dangerous, A.C. Gilbert much. Um, they were, uh, they, they somehow were more like beautiful. And we were better off. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I just feel like like I walk down toy aisles all the time because I like toys. Um, you know, gotta see what new action figures, other stuff like that. I'm in a board there. game store at least at least once a month. Yeah, at least I'm. I was in a board game store last Friday. I, I played Magic the Gathering, uh, and of course walked out with another expansion of my Marvel game. And I went to a board game uh, resale sale at my board game store and spent God almost eighty dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's very board game stores are 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 very hard to uh, escape from. <laughs> I, I feel like I should open one because that's where all my money goes. But I wouldn't make money for several reasons. One, I'd be buying all the product, and two, I feel like they're a lot a lot harder to run than what I'm giving them credit for. I mean, I, I think that any business, like it, it's 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 one of those thinking about opening a business. It's like okay, I have the business idea. But it's all the logistical stuff that no one tells you, and that's that's the same thing with like buying a house. Like I remember when we 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 bought our first house. I guess bought the house we live in. This is our first house. Man, it's like paperwork after paperwork, and sign this, and give us that, and do this, and 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 here's this, and sign this now, and now you got to wait this amount of time. Like it, it it's not just as simple as one house, please, and uh, uh, which I guess is kind of probably a good thing <laughs> but um yeah there's just so many things that are way more complicated than uh uh we think they are so what i want what you need someone to do is to start the business and then give it to you yes so you don't have to do any of the setup of it all you just get to walk into this board game business that's happening but it has to be consensual i'm not pulling a xavier roberts on anyone oh yeah 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 no no no. a, a consensual what a douchey name too Oh, and he wore a straw cowboy hat. I just don't like this guy. It really angers me. Uh, understandable. I mean, it's creativity is hard. And uh, like, just admit that you're not creative. Like, yeah. Be the marketing guy. That's fine. Like someone in the interview was like, like what he was able to do was take this creative brainchild of my wife and like market it well. He's like, I don't I don't hold like I'm not mad at him. Like my wife was happy. That's all that mattered. But Oh my god! I was just like, yeah. The backstory thing is oh, like a, a low blow. That's stealing creepy. the idea. Yeah, that, that's 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 really weird because stealing the idea, like we steal all these ideas are ideas are stolen all the time. Like, I mean, if you look at toys, if you look at movies, if you look like what, like there's if you look at DC comics versus Marvel comics, you can like find the oh yep, this is DC's version of this and Marvel's version of this. And this is there's the, the parallels are all over the place, mm -hmm. but it, just like the backstory of it all. It's just like it, it, that feels like you're stealing someone's life. And yeah. that that's just weird. That's really weird. It just, oh, it, mm, yeah, I just, I, all right. It, well, let's. It gives let's, me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. Let's leave. Let's leave Xavier in the past and let okay. him, you know, do his thing. Um, I can't believe that for snack time, Cabbage Patch snack time, that this didn't happen in one of their test runs. That like a kid put their hair next to it, or someone put something next to it, and it started eating it, and no one was like, "Oh, whoa." <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? I mean, I wonder if they didn't give it to kids. Like, I don't know. I don't know how all the testing of toys works or how rigorous it was in the 90s versus now. 
I, I, I don't know. And I mean, I'll always, we're going to have the human error where sometimes people just, you know, push things through and that is what it is. And now it hits the market and, and oops, but I just feel like this is one of those, if any kid played with it for an hour or two or any person, not even a kid, like if any person played with it, it would start to eat. Like if you're an adult, it would eat your necklace or your earring. Yeah. Um, like, like something would happen. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I, I don't know. It's so weird. Like what's weird to me. And again, like I said it before, like how would the continue like, how is the motor in this jaw in the 90s more powerful than an adult, like, getting a kid's finger back out? Like, uh, there's a well, well, me- I mean, I, I really want to find the this the patented chewing mechanism. They clearly, like, had some engineering Like, I want to buy one and put my finger in and see what happens. Like, I can't believe I can't just reap it out. Like, it's not, how. what's it going to do, rip my finger off? I mean, maybe. You got to spend 120 bucks and find out. Like, to me, I'm just like, how is that chewing, pulling in motion going to rip someone's hair out? Why would you make something that powerful? I mean, if it's eating plastic food and it's got to, like, get it through the system, it's got to be pretty It's not powerful. a system. It's a hole. Well, but still, like. It's, just, it's two things just, like, being like, oh, I'm going to take this and I'm going to pull it this way a little bit. And then I'm going to open and reset and pull down and do this. And, like. Yeah. That's got to have some force to it. Yeah, but enough force that I couldn't, like, wrap my daughter's hair on my finger and, and like, when it unhinges again, why can't I pull it back outward? I'm sure because it's not totally letting go of the plastic food. Like, it's got to be, like, pulling it in and and keeping it. So I, I again, uh, if if anyone out there who listens to this can find me the patent for this chewing mechanism, I really want to... And how See does it. it know when to stop? I'm sure that there's some kind of sensor on the inside, maybe. I mean, because that's how it would start chewing. It wasn't like perpetually chewing. It, I, I, it's, it would sense that something is close and then start up. Mm-hmm. And then, at least that's what I'm assuming happened. Yeah, I don't know. I, just... I will say one of the coolest things, too, about the whole like toy line in general is that I don't think they've ever IP'd a Cabbage Patch Kid. Hmm. I googled it. I don't think they did. There's, I googled Marvel. I googled Disney. There's people who dress their Cabbage Patch Kids up like. Yeah. But I don't think Cabbage Patch Kids, I think they stay kind of true to that. This is a unique individual. And that's, that's what makes it special. That's crazy that they haven't done that. Because. I think that's really cool that they have that, That's really cool of them. Because that's what it seems like now everything is getting. I mean, Build-A-Bear. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can get the normal bears, but you can also get Pokemon mm-hmm. and, uh, and Disney and characters Disney characters, and Marvel characters and Star Wars characters. And don't get me wrong, I, as a Disney Marvel Star Wars you know, Pokemon fan, I'm, that's really cool. But it also, to me, it's like, oh, okay, you just like commercialized it a little bit more. Whereas the fun of Build-A-Bear was like getting a teddy bear, not uh baby yoda i um i was just watching i watched this board game uh channel on youtube 
and I was just watching, they started a new series where they talk about things that are up and coming. And they're like, we have to, we're going to talk about the, every month a new Monopoly drops. And we're going to highlight what it is every month because it's ridiculous at this point. But a, a new IP Monopoly comes out every month, apparently. That boggles my mind that it, it's making enough money. Like, like who's buying that? Like, a, if you don't own a monopoly right now, you're probably not sitting around your house going, you know what, my house needs monopoly. So here's the thing. Um, it's the same thing with Clue. And if we were ever do an episode about um, Mrs. White has been a discontinued Clue character, which uh-huh. I have a lot of opinions about um (laughs) the move really was to try and revitalize the game and blow life into it because it's clue and monopoly have the same problem it's that they've been around for decades they're coming up one copy it's not like it goes bad correct and it gets passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation so no one needs to go out and rebuy it so then they need to do things like throw ip on them or switch it up and they started trying to switch up clue in the early 2000s or the mm. the later 2000s like i think early like right before 2010 and they just consistently like screwed with what made clue cool until a few years ago and they were like we're gonna go back to everything being the way it was except we're getting rid of mrs white and we're bringing in a new character and that was supposed to fix it and i'm like wow it, it didn't <laughs> it didn't you've just angered me specifically um, and the legacy of a really cool gentleman, but that's a that's a story for another time. But I so I, I do appreciate that Cabbage Patch Kids have been able to stay away from IP to help sell their product. Well, it and, speaks and, a lot to the product, and really haven't like gone into heavy. Haven't seen a ton of like Cabbage Patch Kids shows and movies and all this other stuff. I'm sure they exist, oh, they but do. um. But it's not like you didn't see. You, know, you remember when, uh, you know, we're going through like we got the Smurfs movie and we've got this movie and this. But like it's, and, and there was a battleship movie and and we just went nuts with this kind of stuff. And I, I'm I'm happy to report that I haven't heard of like a bunch of Cabbage Patch stuff. Oh, no, I agree. there's I think a it- bunch. Um, there's the Cabbage Patch Kids screen test from 97. Cabbage Patch Kids, the new kid, 96. The Cabbage Patch Kids First Christmas, which is an animated uh, special in 84. Like, it looks like that one was, like, hand-drawn. The rest of this looks kind of claymation-y. Um, and in 96, the Cabbage Patch Kids Clubhouse, um, which are, like, I think they're just short movies, is what they are. Holy cow. It's Boys um, Against Girls in a Race to Build a Better Clubhouse. Okay, so um, apparently there's a movie called Patch Town. Uh-huh. That is, it, it's, it says, after years in a loving home, John, a toy, was forgotten, deserted, and ultimately betrayed by his adoptive mother. And, like, the poster makes it look like they're kind of, like, referencing Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> and, holy cow. Looks intense. Okay, yeah. anyway. Yeah, no, like, the cab. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the Cabbage Patch movies have music, and, like, they're musicals. Oh, well, I mean, good for Cabbage Patch Kids then. All I know is one of the songs goes, everybody knows we're number one. Um, But there's those home video releases. 
Yeah, I mean, that was a big thing in the 90s, too, of like home video sing-alongs direct to, to movies. That was the, the age of the home theater was starting to come, where like movies at home were a real thing. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, I think it's time for the big question. Do you want a Cabbage Patch Kid to come back to eat your daughter's hair off? Uh, I'm going to go with a no on that one. Mm. Uh, how, or to quote uh, Dr. Evil, how about no? Um, I agree. But what I would like to see is I would like to see an honorary Cabbage Patch Kid made of Martha. Martha Nelson uh, oh. Thomas to oh. um, immortalize the fact that the Cabbage Patch dolls are actually her invention and not Xavier Richards and give her a little bit more respect. That'd be really um, sweet. I think there should be like a, a special one of her to just immortalize the work she really did. Um, and does it eat hair? And doesn't eat. It will not eat hair. You know what it's going to eat? It's going to eat the... The, it's going to eat the flesh off of Xavier Richards. There's going to be a Xavier Richards style that she devours. <laughs> That's slightly horrifying. <laughs> Good, because she was a, a quiet, shy woman who like stood up for herself and she got what she wanted. But I want I want this man on a pike for hurting a beautiful artist. That's what I want. All right. Well, Chris is Chris is coming at Mr. Xavier there. Uh, uh, so. Xavier Howard, if you're listening, run. Chris is coming for you. <laughs> um, anything else before we uh, close up this tour? I'm good. All right. Well, if they want to get a hold of us, how do they do that? Um, if you're not scared of me by this point, um, I would recommend emailing us at discontinuedondisplay at gmail.com, following us on Instagram or Twitter. On Twitter, we are at discontinuedpod, and on Instagram, we are at discontinuedondisplay. And Hey, Matt, if um, they want to let us know that we're number one, how do they do that? Oh, you can do that by rating and reviewing us uh, wherever you get your podcasts and however the system they have. Subscribe to the podcast any way that you we can uh, tell the algorithms that you're enjoying what's going on. That's going to help us because... Um, uh, that's we're trying to grow our listener base and we've seen some upticks. So it's been great. Like people clearly are telling others about it or you're listening to beers and ears and I'm constantly talking about it and you're like, okay, fine, I'll go listen. And then you're like, oh my gosh, why did it take so long for me to listen to this? This is so great. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. In all seriousness, like rating and reviewing us and, and telling us a little bit about uh, telling in the review a little bit about the episode is really, really helpful. Um, all right. Let us, close up our museum for the day uh any snappy snappy outros you got no the song really doesn't lend itself to like no i think we just need to have a moment of silence for martha thomas nelson thomas mama martha mama martha i like that mama martha and her baby dolls just everybody needs to know that she she was number one which is a spongebob reference but here we are Okay, was that a good enough moment of silence? Oh, I I was waiting for you to say goodbye, everyone. Oh, well, I, you said moment of silence, so I gave him the moment you, of I'm silence. I'm glad you took it seriously. Yes, yeah. That's, I think that's a good enough moment of silence. You're coming after Xavier, like, telling him to run. I was not going to get in the way of your respect for this woman. No, we gotta, we gotta, we've had a moment of silence for Martha. I think it's time to let all these terrified people go free. <laughs> Bye, everyone. We'll see you next time. See you next time.
for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.